Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Would you stand and give him praise right now? I love you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. Thank you for food on the table. Thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings toward us. We bless your name. We bless your name. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 3 and verse 27. The title of this sermon is The Strong Man, and I am primarily preaching to men, but I hope that everyone will understand that this is not intended just to men. You might be a single parent that you do not have a husband living at home. The devil still wants to destroy your place. The devil still wants to destroy you. But we're on the attack today. We're not fighting with carnal weapons, but we're fighting with spiritual weapons. Our warfare is not of this earth. We're empowered with the word of God. We're empowered with the Holy Spirit. We're empowered. The word of God says, no man can enter into a strong man's house. Everyone say strong man. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Now, if you read this entire chapter, and I hope that you'll take time to do that, you'll see that Jesus had been uh, accused of being, uh, doing what he did, healing the sick, casting out devils by the power of the devil, which is, uh, Jesus said, you can't divide a kingdom. It will fall. And then he threw this verse in which said, a strong man has to be bound before his place can be spoiled. I hope that there's not a man in this house that will allow your house to be spoiled. I hope there's not a woman in this house that will sit by idly and allow your house to be spoiled. Because we are strong in the power of his might. Can someone say amen? amen. <clears throat> Father God, I pray for your power to be manifest in this sermon. And among us that are gathered here in this sanctuary, as well as those who are watching by any means, I pray, dear God, that you would let the Holy Spirit do a work. Through your word, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. 
Now this passage is about a, a possibility of a robbery. Every one of us have the possibility of being robbed. We're away from our home and our home could be robbed even while we're in church. Now, I don't want you frantically leaving and going, oh Lord, I hope he's not prophesying. But you know, we can put signs out in the yard protected by this surveillance system. We can have uh, cameras everywhere. We can have dogs. We can have fences but there's still the possibility of a person coming and robbing what you've worked so hard for. And it's something that we should fight against and say, I absolutely refuse to let what I have worked for be stolen away from me. And if you look at this passage, he said it can't happen unless the strong man is bound. Now I'm afraid today that in our society more and more men and women are allowing themselves to be bound. Are you with me? What I mean by that is the cares of this world pile up. Life happens, life gets busier and busier, and after a while, we, we get blinded sometimes. We get bound, and it's not all the time by bad things. You can get bound by good things. No matter if it's good or bad, when you're bound, that's not a good feeling. Now, I just want to tell you, I, I don't like to be in tight quarters that I don't feel like I can get out of. I, I, I want to know that there's an escape route somewhere. And I believe that Jesus is our escape route no matter what our circumstance is. Do you believe that? Amen. Now I want to talk about some notorious thieves some of the notorious thieves and what they have stolen is, I, I mean, there's some weird things that have been stolen. One of the weirdest that I ever heard was a doctor by the name of Thomas Harvey. He was the physician for Albert Einstein. After Albert Einstein died, Thomas Harvey cut into Albert Einstein's head and stole his brain. This is a fact. For two decades, he kept it in a beer cooler until a reporter called him out on it. But he wanted to do research on Albert Einstein's brain, so he stole his brain. I, I read where a bridge, an entire bridge was stolen. Now, this wasn't a little bridge. This was a big bridge. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. 
I, I read one of the most popular things of today to be stolen is a manhole cover. Because metal prices have gone up and some manhole covers weigh about 500 pounds so they just get the manhole and go sell the metal. You know, to me, it'd be easier to go get a job. Now, here's another one. Uh, there, there was the person who felt like they needed to steal a casket. They stole numbers of caskets. Now, you know, that, that's one I haven't had anyone approach me on. I've had a lot of telemarketers, but I've not had a telemarketer yet say, hey, I've got a good deal on a casket. Would you like one? Here's one even weirder. Body parts. Body parts are stolen and sold on some kind of market. Here's one. And they gave a little explanation of this. Women's bras. Those are stolen quite a bit. The, the, the brand that they prefer is Victoria's Secrets because they said many of those are very expensive and they can sell them for half price and still make a good market. Wheelchairs. And then in, in stores, one of the most popular things to be stolen is Tide detergent. Tide. Hair. Hair is stolen. Pregnancy test. Here's a real hot one. Urine. People steal urine to overcome drug test. And then the most stolen Bible still in America and possibly the world is the Bible. Isn't that amazing? We have a stockpile of Bibles that get left here week after week. No one steals ours. They don't even take them home. But yet still the Bible is the number one stolen book in the world. Now I wanted to share with you some dumb thieves because there's some real dumb ones out there. First of all, um, how about show these pictures for us. The first one I want to show you is, um, yeah, this guy, if you see it, he, he put leaves and branches around him and he thought that was a good disguise. The, the next one, uh, these people were really good. <laughs> they took magic marker and scribbled on their face and wow. You know what that makes me think of? When I was a kid, I'd watch uh, Superman and Clark Kent would wear glasses and then he'd take his glasses off. And as a kid, I was going, that's Superman. That's Clark Kent. These people must have thought that if they just marked on their face that uh, no one would, would uh, here's another one. You know, they say duct tape is good for everything. <laughs> 
this guy got caught. I read a little bit about him and, and they said that duct tape was real easy to get off of him because he had sweated so much. Okay. And, and uh, the next one, he took a clear plastic bag, a clear plastic bag and robbed a place. They, they caught him pretty easy. Boy, what a brain that must have been. That wasn't Albert Einstein's brain underneath that bag. This one here was a guy with a five gallon bucket. He walked into the place, I think it was a bank, to rob and then it dawned on him he needed to lift the bucket up. <laughs> this is real. These really did happen. Now here's another one. Guy comes in as Gumby. Yeah. Gumby does a, uh, all right. And then, uh, I don't have the picture of this one, but there was one where a guy just put a, uh, some women's underwear on his head and went in. So, uh, there, there's some crazy, I'd just say dumb thieves out there. And if you're planning on doing a robbery, why don't you just get a job? It's easier. But I want to tell you someone else who uses a disguise and we often don't recognize him. And, and it's the devil because the Bible says he comes as a roaring lion. He tries to disguise himself with his antics and, and with his approach. And, and oftentimes we fall prey to him because he is coming with, with a, a false identity. We, we get taken in. We get suckered in by things that the devil is telling us. The devil's a liar. And, and the truth isn't in him. But he'll come in various ways to try to deceive you and bring you down. I would like to say that there are some other things that will deceive us. Sometimes it's money. Just because the job pays more doesn't mean that it's the will of God. I had a, a, a wonderful family. I pastored at Irmo. And, and anyway, the, the guy was already in a very prestigious position. But he, he had aspirations to get to the very top and the Holy Spirit checked me and I said, man, please pray. I, I, I don't feel good about that. And his response to me was, oh, you just don't want to lose anybody from the church. I said, now that is true. But I am feeling a check in my spirit that this isn't the right thing. It was going to pay more money for him. It was going to be a much more prestigious job. He already had a very good one, but this was going to move him to a new level. And so he, he opted to do it. And, and after he got there, he found out that the job wasn't near as good as the one he had. And, and things started to fall apart for his family. He's now divorced. His family is separated and, and split apart. And so oftentimes we put our trust in money, but money is a big liar. Money can't buy happiness. Money cannot buy friendship. Money cannot buy your happiness at all. Money cannot buy love. 
Listen, we put our trust in George Washington and Abraham Lincoln and Alexander Hamilton and Andrew Jackson and Benjamin Franklin and any others that we can name that are on our money and we put our trust in them. If we can just have more money, it'll be taken care of. If we just have more things, it'll be taken care of. I'll be happy. I'll be satisfied. My family will be uh, taken care of. But money is a liar. Let me say it again. Money is a liar. Now, look here. Don't, don't walk away saying pastor doesn't like money. I do. I wish I was filthy rich. Y'all would be blessed even more. But I'm not. But money is not the end to, to happiness. Money is not what will bring happiness in your home. Dad, listen to me. You can buy your child the best of the best. You can work, 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 and buy your family everything that someone could possibly want and still have a rotten family. Still not know your children. Still not have those cuddle moments when that son or that daughter hugs up on you and says, you're the best dad in the world. Listen, money can't buy that. And, and you must realize what is important. Now, I think food is a liar. Yeah. Now, I, I will say, I want to compliment you first and tell you, as a church, you, you hang in here. I mean, you... you you just stick, I don't have people watching the, the watch and the clock and, and trying to put a time on God. But I, I will tell you that many times food becomes the liar. What do you mean by that, preacher? I, I simply mean that the Holy Spirit can be moving, but it gets near lunchtime and, and, and the stomach starts telling you, now, I just want to tell you, I'm looking across this crowd. There is nobody that I am seeing that is about to die of starvation. Your stomach needs to be brought under subjection. Do you understand? Well, preacher, what, what is that about? Because I've seen people that in my ministry before that if it got 12 o'clock, they had to go. They had to go because their, their stomach was lying to them. Oh, I'm hungry. No, that, that stomach was just saying, I, I, I don't want, I want food more than I want the Spirit of God. I, I want my need to be met more than I want to see people changed and lives radically changed by the Lord. Listen to me. I've seen people that uh, allow their stomach and food to rule. The Holy Spirit can be moving. The altar call is about to be given, but they don't care. They'll walk over someone, interrupt the spirit so that they can be first at the buffet line. Now, if the people who did that were here, it would hurt, but none of us ever do that. Now, come on, I'm not mad at anyone. Y'all can say amen, help me out here. It doesn't matter. I believe sometimes that man or that woman that is not that man or that woman designed 
by God for you, that can be a thief. It can be a thief. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. I'm, I'm speaking to young people today. I'm speaking to those who aren't married. You can settle for any old man. You can settle for any old woman. And you might be happy, but you won't be fulfilled like God wants you to be fulfilled unless you find the one that God has designed for you. Someone say amen. I have seen people that were on fire for God and they had standards, but then they started dating someone that didn't have the same standards and they would give in to those standards and, or, or they would lower their standards. And, and, and listen, when you start lowering standards, you're going to get less than what you bargained for. Come on, help me out now. See, you might have had a burden for the lost, but the one that you're thinking about marrying or the one that you're dating doesn't have a burden for the lost. What do you do? Stay friends with them, but just move on because God has a perfect plan and the devil's trying to steal your fulfillment. I believe attitude can be a liar. Come on. Sometimes people come to church with an attitude. Yeah. Sometimes people go to Walmart with an attitude. Sometimes we go to a restaurant without an attitude, but then we get bad service and we get an attitude. And attitude can be a, a, a thief. Now, I'm not gonna name the restaurant, but there's a restaurant in town that I don't like to go to. I told my wife, I said, I can have the victory. We can have a wonderful service. When I go there, it's like they're on a mission to take my joy. <laughs> I don't want to be there. I, it, it just turns out terrible almost every time we go. And, and I don't want to have a bad attitude, so the best thing to do is to adjust so that I don't put myself in a place for bad attitude. Your attitude will change how you look at things. Come on, someone help me out. Help me out right here. I, I want you to listen to me. Your attitude will change how you wake up in the morning. There's people who have been so indoctrinated on Monday. Do you know how many people would like to wake up on Monday? I don't feel good, it's Monday. Oh, oh boy, this sermon sure isn't going like I thought it was gonna go. But it's amazing to me, now listen to me, I like living life and living at large. I like partying. I like, if, if you're around me, we're gonna have a party. I like having a good time. But here's the thing, if you party Friday, party Saturday, and then you can't worship God on Sunday, you got the wrong attitude. Yeah. Your upbringing can be a liar. 
Well, I was raised in this kind of church, and therefore I do not worship that way. Someone lied to you. Someone lied to you. Yeah. Look here. I don't care if it's Church of God, Baptist, Methodist, Assemblies of God, any list, Catholic, whatever that we can name. If you're not worshiping God in spirit and truth, wherever that you are, the devil has lied to you. He's lied. And, and, and I believe our, our upbringing. Well, my people, we, don't, we just don't do that. Or either, I, I was raised shy. I was, I was raised backward. I was raised country. I was raised city. I was raised, come on, come on. Uh, we have access to the world now. We have access to media, to the world. I don't care if you're in the sticks. Most of the places now you can get access to what's happening in the world. Don't let the devil bind you because what location you were raised in or, or what kind of background you were. Look, you might've been raised poor as dirt. That doesn't mean you have to stay poor as dirt. Now there's identity theft. Jackie and I had our, our identity stolen and that was a pain. That was a real pain. But here's some of the ways that theft happens. It happens financial, driver's license are stolen, social security, your medical ID, insurance, uh, child identity theft, and so there are thieves out there trying to steal every way that they can. But there is a devil out there that he doesn't care if you're a child. He doesn't care if you're a senior adult. He doesn't care what bracket that you're in. He's out to steal. He's out to destroy you. That's his job. And, and you can just say, well, I'm comfortable with him. I don't, I, I don't want to get the devil upset. He's not messing with me too much. Look here. I want the devil upset with me. Ah, you better be careful. Bad things might happen. I believe that my God is able to keep that which is committed unto him. I'm not serving the devil and I don't believe I have to be fearful of his tactics. And now, I, I, I want to ask you to, uh, Elwood, come up here if you don't mind. Now, do you know who you are? Elwood's going to represent the devil here. He's wearing a red shirt, but it's a Bethesda shirt, so it's not a devil shirt. But <laughs> This is beef stew. I love beef stew. I love beef stew and rice. Let me tell you how I like it. If I was to go home and cook this and have some rice, I'd cook this, put it on top of the rice, get some mayonnaise, mix it in there and then some hot sauce, and life would be good for Al. Amen. Amen. Not as good as lima beans and rice and mayonnaise, but it's, it's close. It's good. Now, now this, this is uh, beef stew, and, and the devil has the beef stew. Now, if the devil takes the label off of that, I just want you to understand 
it's still beef stew. If the devil throws it down, boy, when he throws it, he throws it. <laughs> Guess what? When we open up that, oh, it's dented up. Look here. It's been dented. It's been thrown down. The beautiful wrapping has been taken off. And that's what the devil has done to some of you. Your life started out real smooth, real good, but the devil tried to take the beautiful wrapping off of you. He threw you around a little bit, dented you up, but I want you to know that you're still what God made you. He fearfully and wonderfully made you. Now, the devil might even put another label on you and try to call you sinner. But you've got to know what's really inside of you. The world is gonna tell you you're not good enough. The world's gonna tell you that you're not, uh, you're not gonna make it. In fact, now he's put the label on this can and he's called it failure. But you and I know that it was beef stew inside of it. It can be called sinner. It can be called failure. What, what, oh, he's even calling it a loser. And, and there are some people that the devil, that's all he does. He constantly, he's the accuser of the brethren. You're a sinner. You're a failure. You're a loser. He's trying to rob you of your identity. Do you know who you are? Yes, I know who I am. I am blood washed. I'm a child of the most high God. I've been born again. And it doesn't matter. Now, I, I wanted to make another point here. Go ahead and put that down. We've got... Two types of cereal. This is honey nut toasted oats and this is corn flakes or frosted flakes made of corn. Okay. One of them is corn and the other one is oats. I want to show you something the devil's trying to do to society today. He's going to take... The frosted flakes, here, just take this out. There you go. And put, put that one. Yeah. Now he's going to, no, put it back in the other bag. <laughs> there we go. Now here's my point. He took the corn and put it in the oats box. And he put the oats in the corn box. Now when you open this up, it might have the picture of corn on the outside, but when you open it up and you pour it in the bowl, guess what you're gonna get? Go ahead, tell me. Oats. And what I love you, but I could put a dress on you and guess what you're still gonna be? If you had hair, I could put a bow on your hair and say, you're a woman. You could have things cut off and things sewed on. You're still gonna be cornflakes. 
you're still gonna be toasted oats. No matter, the devil is trying to lie to society. The devil is trying to tell people today that there's something different than what they are. You need to know who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the sight of God. You're made in his image. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, now, you, you need to be careful. You might offend. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm here today to tell everybody that God has a plan for you and God made you special and God has a purpose for you. And it doesn't matter what your rapping is. He made you to be something special. Brother, Brother Al Nelson, if you'll come up. I, I, I want to get to the last part of my message. Now, the scripture says, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Al, come here just a moment. Al's wearing a loose shirt, but I'm gonna tell you, Al's buffed. Yeah. You might not can tell it, but um, I'm not as buffed as him. Yeah. Al, I want to ask you something. You love your wife? I do. Um, after church, if there was some guys hitting on your wife, would, would Al just stand by and let it happen, or what, what would happen? It wouldn't be too good. It wouldn't be too good. I, I know you love your son, and I know you love your daughter. And if someone was trying to mess with your son or your daughter in any way, that wasn't pleasing to you and your wife, the strong man would take, take your place, wouldn't you? Yes, sir. I want you to just sit down just a minute, and I want to explain this scripture to you. Now, I've played ball with Al, and, and Al is fast. Al is strong. Uh, he's coordinated. He is a strong man. Uh, he, he's got a successful business, so he's not only strong in physical, but he's strong mentally. But the devil wouldn't walk up to Al and just pick up a fight with Al one-on-one -on -one because the, 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 that's not how the devil does it. Now, I know the devil has power, and I know he is a fallen angel, but the devil doesn't use that tactic. The Bible says it very plainly, unless he will first bind the strong man. Now, I believe that one of the top things that the devil does, no matter how big and how strong you are, is he tries to bind your mind. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks. So, Al can have muscles, Al can be buffed, but if his mind tells him, I'm really not big enough, I'm not strong enough, his mind will control all these big muscles. His mind will make him walk stoop-shouldered. His mind will make him drag his feet his mind will make him drag or 
hold his head down because the battlefield that the devil wants to attack you first and weaken you is not in your biceps and your triceps. He, he, he wants to attack your mind and make you feel like you're not good enough and you never can make it happen because you don't compare to someone else. Then I believe that the devil, he, he, he tries to bind the ears. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If he can take this strong man here and he can keep him from hearing the word of God, his faith becomes weakened. It might not happen on Sunday because he's around a large group of people and he's shouting the praises of God. But Thursday, Friday rolls around, payroll comes due, things you've been rained out and, and, and all of a sudden that, that your faith isn't quite as strong and, and the devil starts attacking because we we lay out of church. That's a good place to say amen. You're in church. Come on. We lay out of church and we don't hear the word of God. We don't read the word of God. We don't get it in us and we're gradually getting weaker. See, I believe that the devil also wants to, to bind the mouth. Now see, as a man speaks, uh, there is something about the spoken word. I'm glad to be in a Pentecostal church where if we want to praise God, we can praise him. But there's something about it. Some people say, I don't get that. Everyone praising God all at one time. Look, look here, God is bigger than you and I. And God understands the praise that is happening here. God understands the praise that is happening in Japan. The praise that is happening in, in Russia. God understands it all. God is bigger than us. But if the devil can keep Al from praising God... God gives him work. God gives him a means to provide for his family. And if he could go, praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for strength. Thank you for your ability. Thank you for your giftings. God inhabits the praises of his people. And, and what happens is Al begins to praise God, but now the devil's got his mind messed up and the devil's not allowing him to hear the, the, the word of God and and. and now his praise is gone. And, and then the devil even starts working on the heart. And, and I want you to understand in the Bible, when it talks about the heart, it's talking about the seat of your emotions. Now I want you to hear me. Your mind and your heart will lie to you. But what's happening here is the devil is trying to take, have you ever heard, especially in, in sports, they say they took their heart out. If you've ever watched fighters, you'll hear a commentator and he'll say, he just took his spirit. He just took his spirit away from him. What happened is if the devil can get to his heart, that heart can become hardened. Here's what happens with a lot of divorces, is the heart becomes hardened. 
It, it isn't that the, the spouse isn't still attractive. It isn't that the spouse isn't still beautiful. It's that maybe the heart has become hardened. Are y'all with me here? I'm about through. I need for you to stick with me. But, but if the devil can get to his heart, the, the devil can start making him have emotions that bring him down. Listen to this. Uh, with the heart, you can't feel like you once felt if your heart is attacked. Then the devil will go, and I'm not going to take time, but the devil will attack his hands so that now he doesn't feel useful. Attack his feet so that he can't move about and do the things that God has planned on him. But here's the bottom line. In all of that, what the devil is out to do, Al, the devil doesn't care if you make millions of dollars, he doesn't care about that. But if the devil can take your joy away from you, if the devil can make it where Al, by other people's standards, would be successful. He's got a beautiful wife, a beautiful family. He's got a successful business. He's a healthy, strong man. By standards, we would go, wow, he is all that. But the devil wants to take away his joy. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if the devil can, uh, yes, go ahead, give God praise. So if the devil can take your joy away, it doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter how successful, but nothing seems to fulfill. And so what happens is now the devil started playing with his mind. The de he hadn't gotten the word in to be able to fight off the devil. His heart has been saddened and he no longer has the weapons to be able to fight. And so the devil starts saying, Al, your family would be better off without you. Al, your family would do a whole lot better if you would just drop dead. Uh, maybe, why don't you just assist the devil and go ahead and take your life? And, and it's happening in breakneck fashion around the world in America. Men and women are taking their lives. Why? Because there was a thief that came in and started playing with their mind, playing with their emotions, and playing with who they are. I'm here today to tell you there's a thief trying to kill you. Now, I'm, I'm going to end with this. Al, at any point, if you would, I, I want you to break that. I just want you, it was no, here's a point I wanted to make. Go ahead and free yourself. F free yourself from all of that. Yes. You want to know why I used that material right there? Because I wanted him to free himself that easy. When we're bound, the devil will make us feel like there is no way out when all we have to do is enact what God has given us. We just have to do it. We just have to do it. Just break free. Break free. Now, listen to me in closing. I want everyone to stand. I've seen, as a pastor, I, I've seen 
strong, successful, mighty men brought down to a shell of what God created them to be. I, I have seen happy homes and beautiful marriages torn apart because the thief came in because the strong man. And who is the strong man? You and I have to be strong in the power of his might. That we don't allow the devil to come in. That we don't allow the devil to enter in. And you might say, well, preacher, I've made mistakes and, and the devil has come in. I, I've been through terrible divorce. I've been through bad relationships. I, my family is split up. Well, look, you can't necessarily do anything about that. And it might look like this stage just trash. You might look back and say, my life is trash. But your life doesn't have to remain trash. Because Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I'm going to ask every man, every man, whether you're a father or not, I'm asking every man, would you make your way and stand in front of this altar? Would you come? Would you come very quickly? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.